The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Franken <laughs> singing together. Unbelievable. I just want uh, a <laughs> I used to love Alvin and the Chipmunks when I was a kid. I cannot, I'll tell you what, when, when, when Fawn was over for the weekend, for half the weekend, for Saturday and then Sunday morning or whatever it is, um, I cannot believe how magnificent um, animation is now. Yeah, it's gotten it's a lot better. Gorgeous. It is. How do you keep breaking beautiful. your headphones? Why? No, um, you're not on again. On. Oh. So you've just broken them entirely now. Hello? 
Oh, good. She's just... No. Would you leave it alone? How no. did you even manage that? <laughs> no, we can't hear you. No, they're broken. I can hear you. <sighs> la, la, la. There we there go. You. Jeez. Leave it alone. Yeah, never touch it Do again. Do you want me to cough into the microphone? <laughs> when are you going to give up that fake cough anyway? Hey, you and Fawn. I was going to been milking go. it now for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to order new cough a, buttons right now. A good because month. Because I'm sick mine of them. Mine is fine. Break. Yeah, yours has been fine the entire time. I've never had an issue with mine ever. All well, the other ones broke. Who uses this when I'm not here? A no lot of one. people. Ah, well, that's probably like, what's going on. Don't try to blame it on someone else. It's <laughs> you, your fault. Rocco mediates problem. Anytime anything goes wrong on everyone other than yourself in here. Someone touched my computer. I God. can't even get at her cough button from where I'm sitting, so don't give I'm me that. I'm not saying it wasn't you. It don't, was you. You're lying. He goes over yeah. here and hits it with a hammer. <laughs> yes, that's what I do. I hit it with a hammer. Meet Ryan. He's six years old, likes to play with toys, and has just been listed as one of Forbes' highest-earning YouTube celebrities. Per Business Insider, the young entrepreneur who hosts his family's Ryan Toys Review Channel on the video-sharing site helped his household bring in about $11 million in pre-tax income this year. What? what? That's YouTube $11 for you. million. Dollars. Why don't you two get off your ass and help your mom and dad out? Let's go. Yeah. YouTube wasn't a thing when I was Get a YouTube channel now. I probably now. would have been a star on YouTube. Oh, I don't think there's any questions. I well, was... this article, after we read it, I'll uh, explain why it's making so much money. Simply by opening toys and other products and reviewing them online, this monetized mastery of the unboxing phenomenon what The Verge has described as a blend of innocent childhood antics and re- relentless, often overwhelming consumerism, places Ryan's channel in the number eight slot on the Forbes list, tied with the slapstick team Smosh. Oh, what yeah. the hell is Smosh now? They've been around for a while. No idea. They're f- Never they're, it's comedy for kids, oh. basically. Alongside other big YouTube names like brothers Jake and Logan Paul, I don't know Minecraft who. Wiz, Daniel Dan TDM Middleton. More stuff for kids. And the controversial PewDiePie. More stuff for kids. Isn't he the guy that hates Jews? That's not how it... Yeah. He does... He's, what it is is um, he asks his audience, like, you know, oh, what crazy thing should I do next? So they said, you know, write oh. a... Attack Jews and he did it? No, that's not what happened at all. He did, he did attack Jews. No. Uh-huh. No one was attacked. Uh-huh. I don't know. He wrote something. Is that your goat impression? I don't know. He wrote, like, you know, Heil Hitler on a piece of cardboard or something. That would be anti Jew there, Andrew. That's not attacking any. Heil Hitler is. Definitely is close. That's definitely. Uh, In any case, uh, what makes Ryan unusual is obviously his age. He's definitely the youngest YouTube star we've ever seen. An industry analyst told The Verge in last December's profile. Ryan's parent posted his first video on March 2015 after the uh, YouTube-obsessed preschooler wanted to know why he couldn't dish on toys online like other kids. Per a tube filter interview from last year, in July of that year, the family experienced its first viral video, Ryan opening a giant egg surprise with more than 100 cars-branded toys. The channel had exploded, has exploded since then, now with over 10 million subscribers and more than 16 million views. Per the Washington Post, Ryan's parents told Tube Filter they mainly film on the weekends so it doesn't interfere with their son's schooling and that they pay. Why is he still going to school? Yeah, really. Right. With 11 million, I just dropped out at six. Yeah, he That's could, great advice. He could retire. Yeah. He could retire right now. 
Okay, so because he, his career couldn't tank anytime soon. Well, but if you once you have eleven million dollars, you're pretty much set. Wait, 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 wait. Until Vince Young, that. Whoa, So he just opens up toys. That's all he does. And mm-hmm. plays with them. Yep. Yep. Harder than it looks. <laughs> There's a thing on YouTube going on right now. It's called Elsa Gate. Um, so. One major thing about YouTube monetization is that ads will play no matter who's watching the video or even if anyone's there. So what parents are doing is they're giving their kids an iPad, putting it on YouTube, and just like, you know, opening up some toy channel or cartoon channel or something like that. And then the kids just kind of let it autoplay the next video ad infinitum. Um, And usually it'll do stuff like this. It'll be like this. It'll go to this kid's channel because... Uh, it's related to toys and it's for kids and that sort of thing. So a lot of it is just auto playing videos. But then apparently some people in China and or India, no one's quite sure, noticed this. So they rigged up an AI to just make it'll it just churns out videos with popular children's characters in them. So it'll like it'll have one of the videos will be, you know, Spider-Man and Batman will be doing something, and then the next video will be literally the exact same video, but swap out Spider-Man for Elsa, and it just churns those out nonstop. Okay, and they're making tons of money off of that. And because it's sponsored? And because you can, get, you can put ads on anything on YouTube, really. Alex, you should go on YouTube with Fawn as you teach her to speak <clears throat> sentences. People would love that. Hey, listen, like I said, Joe from Louisville already wants to hear Party On again. you got to play it for me. And as Joe from Louisville goes, so goes the world. You're damn right. <laughs> Just generally <laughs> how likes it works. It, Joe, send in the like $11 million <laughs> for the playback of Have this. Have you heard about those weird those robots that are buying up the popular toys, too? Robots. That, well, some sort of. Oh, you were odd, talking. Yeah, about there's this. some sort of bot. I should guess not a robot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just walking around the world <laughs> and targets. R two D two. Yeah, they've got some sort of um, program that buys all of the popular toys, so that when the parents are searching for them oh. online, they have to pay like 500 yep. times markup oh, that's if they really want nice. the popular toy. Yeah, don't do that. Don't encourage these people. Isn't that horrible? Let them just waste all their money and then die in poverty. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't buy, yeah, that's this, what they know, deserve. There's some sort of weird finger puppet that's really popular right now. Oh, God, now. yeah, those are so creepy. Fingerlings? Fingerlings. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea what they are. Well, I've they're just, for like five and up. Somebody so. was talking about, like, where can I find hugely popular, and they're supposed to be like, I don't know, fourteen ninety nine, let's say, in Target. I thought you meant the finger family videos, which are part of <laughs> Elsagate. No, this is the well, same. Those are super weird. They're and so creepy. Julia's watched those before, and yeah. I'm like, what the F is happening? Yeah, they're really and, weird. and people are paying like $100 for these stupid don't, fingerling things. Don't do that. I will not pay anything for anything. No. Fawn gets wooden blocks. Joe from Louisville <laughs> says he's still looking for his own $11 million. He'll get back to us. All right. So that'll be good. Hang on. Well, Make hey, he, he only has to work for what? Another like 200 years? Yeah, 200 years. That's not There you bad. go. No problem. Here we were <clears throat> we were watching, and I can't say what the price of the house was. Oh, except that's before tax, so 400 years. Yes. No problem. So they were talking about talking about how much a house cost in uh, in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he built a house for blah, blah, blah. I figured with our house, if you took the money from our house that it cost to build, you could build 700 houses back in that era. <laughs> 700. Oh, but did you account for inflation? No. Yeah. 
So, well, well although it wasn't it, that the long ago. ago. 1946. I, I think it was. money has about. I want to say about so doubled. Only doubled. 1956, you said. 1946, I think it was. Is that where it was, Alex? 1946. What was? It's a wonderful. It's a wonderful life. life. I have no idea. I think it was right oh, after World okay. War II. Never mind. It has 13 times. There you go. Yeah. So 700 divided by 13. Yeah. So, so that's, that's still 53 houses. 53 it's houses. Still a lot of houses. Yeah, I remember when we first got that's married. It's a neighborhood. Every time we had to buy something or repair something or replace something, it was like, you know, 700 bucks. Everything was like oh, 700 bucks. A new refrigerator, yep, yep. a new washer-dryer set, whatever. 700 I thought it was expensive replacing my blower motor five years ago for 200 Yeah, well, that's what we're saying when we were first married. And oh. now now it's like, oh, the refrigerator broke. You got three grand. Mm, right. <laughs> it's, oh, it's ridiculous. True. Everything is two, three, four thousand $4,000. Well, everything, everything is way nicer is the problem. Well, every- you can't get a fridge that's as crappy as a fridge from 40 years ago, even though a lot of people would like to get a fridge that cheap. But the thing is, is all these frid- all these things with all of these electronics and all this stuff, they, they die the, faster. The more There's always something yep. that's going to go wrong. You need just the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't buy any of this dryer. whistle bells I'm and whistle sure stuff. I'm sure if you know where to look, you can get a fridge that's like the most plain thing in the universe. Yeah, you can. That has like, you know, one component and will never, ever break. Our washer and dryer is, they're 30 years old, and they work perfectly. See, there you go. It's pretty old. So you 30 never use them. years? 30 wow. Years Do they have a slot for quarters? Yep. They've never been used. <laughs> that's why they still work. Mm. <laughs> I cloth diaper. They get plenty used. <laughs> they, get, they just what? have Jeeves come over and pick up the clothes. <laughs> yep. That's us. Jeeves the I do, butler. They have I a yes. washer made. I do so much laundry because between workout clothes, Fawn's clothes, cloth diapers, regular clothes, work clothes, sheets, oh, I toys, yeah. dog, dog toys. Hair. Oh, my God. It's like mm. constant. Constant uh, laundry doing? Yes. I suppose that's true. Even before Fawn, it was like, I do so much laundry. Are you going to oh, play Andy. Party on quick before we forget? I was going to, oh. but then everybody was Oh, here we go. Yeah, play it again because Joe wants to hear it. Okay, well, I have to, like, cue it up. It was all ready, and then everyone was talking. Cotto. So stopped. Cotto. Cotto. Bapple. Bapple. <laughs> Bapple. Chip. I like how she asks questions. Cotto. That's avocado. Avocado is cotto. Cotto. Because it's, it's like, can I have... Avocado? Okay. Ready? Yeah, she had a new word. I no. could not understand what it was. It was something. Boof. She kept on saying, like, boof. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't no, just have no idea what this word is. I don't know. She wanted beef bourguignon. <laughs> yep. That's what it was. That's a little French. Boof means beef yeah. in French. Boof so. is beef in French. And she could, and go. <laughs> um, Andy, would you put just up the Mario Batali story? Ooh, is it this? That's the one right there, oh, okay. yes. Okay, should I play this or no? Yeah. Or? Okay. We're just waiting for you to finally come around and deliver. It's, I've been sitting here with it for oh, 20 minutes. Oh, you poor minutes. dear. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from holding my hand up. Okay. Fun. Can you say party on? Party on. <laughs> party on. <laughs> party on. Put that on YouTube and let's see 11 million. She's got the greatest little voice. She's not wearing pants in it. So <laughs> not, yeah, that's a problem. She's got a diaper yeah, on. Yeah, she's a diaper. She's oh, not naked. Well, yeah. Party on. <laughs> <laughs> the latest lengthy dive into allegations of sexual misconduct comes via Eater, and as the publication suggests, involves a chef. Mario Batali has been named by four unnamed women as having touched them inappropriately in a pattern of behavior that appears to span at least two decades. Eater also says he was widely described as continually using sexual innuendo in his restaurants. 
Uh, three of the women were employed. Boy, they're going to arrest every uh, morning zoo radio disc jockey for that. That's all they do talk about. Yeah, really. Three of the women were employed by Batali at one point. The woman who was not says, while at a party in New Orleans, someone collided with her spilling wine down her shirt. She alleges Batali just went to town and began rubbing her breast while saying something along the lines of, let me help you with that. Her characterization of him, he gets wasted, he's arrogant, and he acts like he's God's gift to women. Well, I've seen you, and I'm here to tell you you're not. Well, he's been married for like 23 years, so... Uh Oh, well, that's not good news, is it? Yeah, you'd think he'd be, uh... I always thought he was gay. He does seem kind of gay. I don't know why, though. And now we'll get complaints about that. What do you mean by seems gay? Like, settle down. It's a vibe. Maybe he's overcompensating. (laughs) Oh, I think. He's got a Uh, beard, yeah. The other three accusers described having their buttocks or breasts grabbed. Eater reports that a complaint was made in October to Batali and Bastianich Hospitality Group, which is involved with 24 restaurants owned in part by Batali and Joe Bastianich, and that the chef was reprimanded and attended training. Now, Batali says he's giving up day-to-day operations of his businesses and admitted that much of the behavior described does, in fact, match up with ways I have acted. Oh. That behavior was wrong, and there are no excuses. ABC said it had asked Batali to give up his co-hosting duties at The Chew while it reviews uh, the allegations. Oh, Anthony Bourdain chew. foreshadowed the news, tweeting Sunday, Trust me, Monday's really going to suck. Mm. Uh, he retweeted, and then he tweeted, It's Batali, and it's bad. Well, I guess if he said he did it, then he said he what did are it. you going to do? He said he actually did it. I've talked to him before. He's actually a very pleasant guy. I didn't. Maybe when he drinks, he's arrogant. I don't know. It's probably like a drinking thing. Yeah. It's probably he's a drunk. Usually is. Probably drunk. be true. In your opinion. In my opinion. He's a <laughs> there drunk we go. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's not get sued. <laughs> we'll be back. Tom Bernard show. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today 
or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Perversion of What Are You Doing New Year's Eve? Really? Best. My favorite Christmas song is Sukiyaki by Kiyo Sakamoto. It's phenomenal. Duh. Is that song really about a guy going to the going to the gas chamber? What's it called? Uh, Sukiyaki by Kiyo Sakamoto. Sukiyaki is a type of it's food. Yeah, but they, I think they just called it sukiyaki because Americans couldn't pronounce any other Japanese word. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a, it's it originally called ue o muite aruko. So, duh. Yeah. And what does that mean? You're not going to be. I look up as I walk. I look up as I walk. And people aren't going to be calling it that. So, what was the name of it? Uh, <laughs> ue o muite aruko. Aruko. Which, yeah. Sukiyaki. is a lot easier to say. There's a lot of weird, depressing Christmas things. There are. Like, have you ever read the book, The Little Match Girl? No, I never have. Here's Sukiyaki. You remember this, don't you? What's he saying, Andy? It's about a guy who... Well, it's like it's like a generic like you know I'm sad because of things that happened in the past. Um, well, that's, that's this is a ripoff from another song. No, no, this is just an old old song. Oh, this is like a 1957 or eight. Yeah, like it's just very old. This just sounds like a western. It does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does. A very famous Japanese it? western. But the Actually. main the main uh, theme behind it, he's looking up so that his tears won't fall out of his eyes. Aww. See, I told you it was a very sweet song. It is a very sweet song. Sukiyaki has it's absolutely nice... nothing to do with the song. No, it doesn't. They just chose that name because it's a Japanese word that's easy to say. <laughs> that nice Americans Japanese could say, Western. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, how many copies did it sell, Andy? Because I think it sold millions of copies. It was number one for 1961 to 1963 Holy in God. Australia, Canada, Japan, Norway, the U.S. Hot 100. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, there's all sorts of weird little things like you'll see a song by like you know some obscure band and it was like number one for 300 years in you know Liechtenstein or something. <laughs> Liechtenstein. Who knows how that kind of thing happens? So it didn't say how many how many copies it sold because I think it sold several million copies. Uh, I don't know. It was made it, old Kiyu Sakamoto a lot of money. Is it? Possible to tell because considering it's from another country and they might not. Well, they do worldwide sales figures. Uh, let's see. Not necessarily. You can't necessarily. I'll read a story while you're looking. The hottest toy this holiday season might just be a five-inch robotic monkey that grabs onto your fingers, passes gas, and sings a tune. Oh my God. I love it. I want three. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fingerling is this year's Beanie Baby or Cabbage Patch doll, a $15 creature that blinks and snores, is coveted by millions of kids, and their parents are scrambling to find them on store shelves and waiting for months online orders to be filled. Buying them. Yep. What? Bots are buying them. See? Well, that, that that's one of the toys the bots are buying. I'm sure it is. If it's a hot toy, they're buying them. Yep. Anything that's popular, the bots will buy. Like the, the uh, Nintendo Switch. 
I waited probably six extra months to buy one because people, everyone was just buying them and then reselling them on eBay. And I was like, I'm not rewarding them with $100 for being scumbags. I agree. Good for you. Yeah, I'll just wait. You can be patient. Mm-hmm. I know. I that's. I wonder, you know, because when we were growing up, we always saw commercials yes. all the time. And oh, so yeah, it's like, I want right. that because it was in a commercial. And oh, my gosh. New like, Doom's own danger. Waiting fun. for you. Mighty Max. Spiders. <laughs> oh, my God. Dungeons, <laughs> yeah, and all, they, all the catchy songs. Creepy crawlers. <laughs> oh, my God. Creepy crawlers. Mm-hmm. But like Talk we, about <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna stop. Oh my god! Okay. So Go we don't plan on having Fawn mm. watch very much television. But then yeah. also, she's not really gonna see commercials because mm-hmm. we'll watch things like my nanny kids. They never watch TV. They watch stuff on like Netflix sure, and stuff like that or, or DVD it, or something. It was ninety yeah. percent seeing things on TV. Yeah. Being like, well, although the other. <laughs> thing is they're going to see kids talking about or having these toys at school and they're going to be like well i want that yeah exactly so, yeah so it'll be interesting to it's like tamagotchi i never saw an ad for tamagotchi, yeah, tamagotchi. but, yeah, but those were so had, huge because everyone yeah. had one you had to get one too somehow tamago means egg in japanese tamago and so tamagotchi. it's my main goal to never bring her into a target or a toy store in her whole life remember whenever yeah, <laughs> kids luck. are us <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, kids are us. Kids are us was You'd a big You go in oh there God. and it was like up to yeah. three stories of just nothing but toys for Horrible. kids. It was unbelievable. I, I went to a Babies R Us because somebody. Oh, I was looking for. Oh, we went to one. Noise canceling headphones. No, we went to Bye Bye Baby, which uh, we both ended up sitting on the floor. <laughs> In the middle of the store, like, there's just too much stuff. I know. Not one crib. 400 cribs. Yeah, it was like, oh, <laughs> not one stroller. 7,000 yeah. strollers. What car seat looks it's nice. Impossible. There's 7,000 options. It's crazy. And you just want to crawl in one and die. Speaking <laughs> of buying a lot of things, Sukiyaki sold 13 million copies 13 worldwide. 13 million wow. copies. Wow, yeah, he did pretty well. Yeah, Kiyo Sakamoto made out just fine. Uh-huh. It's a lot of yen right Although there. Although he died at 43, so. <laughs> he died? Yeah. Well, at he die? 43? 43, yeah. How That's... did he die? From the uh, overworking uh, Japanese syndrome? Nope. He died on Japan Airlines Flight 123. Oh, my oh, gosh. no. Which was the second deadliest aircraft accident in history. Oh, Kiyo. So that's a shame. What that's happened? It's just a, a consumer... Uh, or a commercial flight crashed. Well, it just crashed. Like, it just, just no went reason. down? Uh, sudden decompression. Oh, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, the the previous flight uh, had a tail strike when they were landing, and they didn't fix it properly. So oh, basically the tail you. just ripped off, and yeah. Andy, would you do me a favor? Nice. Whoops. Would you look <laughs> up uh, Taste of Honey's version of Sukiyaki? Because they actually sing, it's two black women, and they sing it in English. But I wonder if the words match. Oh, yeah. The only time I'm ever afraid of flying, really, is if you're in the situation where you're in the airport and they're like, oh, we're trying to fix something on the plane, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and you're great. delayed for like two hours. That and they're like, make we're you feel good confident now. Right. Yeah. I'm like, mm, maybe not. I swear I fixed it. Yeah. Right. Like, Although, would you, know you rather that... have it be quick? Like, yeah. oh, no. we're trying to fix something and like 10 minutes later, 10 minutes it's, later it's, it's fixed. Just no worry about that yeah. thing. Like, do you want it done yeah, quick or do you want time. it? Yeah. You just know what? let me get off the airplane while you know you're doing what? We'll it. We'll fix yeah. it after oh, we land. Oh, when they keep you on that airplane. I hate All that right. so much. Like us and trying to leave Jesus. Phoenix. 
Oh what, my god! What year did Taste of Honey release it? In like 1980 or 81? 81. 81, because I was working at Capitol. I worked this record actually at Capitol Records. Are you gonna play? There we go. Sounds a lot more Asian than the Shanison, other one. Yeah. <laughs> the other one sounded like a Western. I got the Shanison. <laughs> You start singing. Yeah, it's pretty. Sounds like Michael Jackson as a child. Yeah, kind of does. Isn't that a beautiful song, though? Just beautifully written. This song, I think I oh. remember. When did this come out? Eighty-one. Where were you? I was alive. Uh, five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. You were. You were certainly alive. That or you gave birth to me at four. What was the biggest song, Taste of Honey, ever? They had a massive Taste, hit. Yeah, they, they did. Honey. Taste Girl. of Honey had a massive, massive hit. Massive? They were, they were two very attractive very uh, young... Boogie, oogie, oogie. Boogie, oogie, oogie. Yep. Oh, that's right. The disco years. Oh, I know that song. Everyone. I was going to say, Taste of Honey sounds familiar. Yeah. I they can't were, think of... They yeah, were that, very nice, that too. That was a huge that's disco nice. hit. During the disco years, everyone was a one-hit wonder. They'd make a song and then just vanish. Not Donna Summer. She had, like, yeah. three albums that were... <clears throat> my God. I learned something on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire about Donna Summer. <laughs> what? You found it at the same time. What was the song, She Works Hard for the Money? Who, oh. who was it written about? A prostitute? No. Was it a waitress? Was it a... What were the options? Was it a waitress? What is, what? Her mom? No. She Works Hard for Her Money was about a certain la- certain form of labor that a woman did. Nurse? Mm. A nurse was one of the choices. It was nurse. It was uh, waitress. waitress. It was... Prostitute. No, Not it prostitute. wasn't prostitute. No, it wasn't no, God. I think that nice might be two women <laughs> role models. You, Andy, you guys, Andy said prostitutes. Well, that's first. what people sing about. They sing about you know things that are going to catch your ear. <laughs> well, it wasn't. Waitress, it wasn't any it? sex nope. trade. Okay, okay. okay. I, I it it's not waitress. waitress. It's not nurse. Okay, what are difficult? Teacher is teacher a hard was job. another one. Teacher's that was, a hard that was the third job, one. And then the fourth one was what it actually was. Dental hygienist would be a terrible job. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Oh. They, get, they get paid well. They do. I know, but well, they but work still, hard for the money. Yes, they do. Having to have <laughs> spit all over your hands all day? No, thank you. More gloves. They have to do all the dirty work, yeah. and then the dentist goes in, pokes one tooth, and says, you need a filling. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. she actually wrote the song when she met a bathroom attendant. Oh, I never would have guessed that. I never would. No, have. neither in would we. Years. I thought for sure it was probably waitress. Have you seen a bathroom attendant? Remember the show Taxi? In my bathroom wow. <laughs> every day. Remember the show Taxi? And Danny DeVito was on Taxi. He was a guy who, who he was a cab dispatcher. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this guy's, uh, you guys, this or not, but uh, Donna Summer and I were dating for quite some time, but <laughs> I had to break up with it because she started shaking it for other guys. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Danny. I remember the first time I ever saw a bathroom attendant was down in Texas. Oh, Texas. They had this they had this giant shelf with 
hairspray, mm. lipstick, mm. makeup. In Florida's the only time I've ever seen it. I was like, who's going to use anybody else? Oh, let's all rat our hair with this yeah. one comb and then put That's a bunch weird. of Aquanet on it. It well, was the weirdest to, thing. They're supposed to like give you drop it towels. in a thing of barbicide. Yeah. And then the, yeah. and then the I don't think that was happening. And they give this you wasn't a high fresh class towels and a mint. Fawn is my bathroom attendant. Do you know what she does? No. She flushes the toilet and goes, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. So you should tip her. I should totally tip. tip her. She opens and closes cupboards and then flushes the toilet. How, bye. How would you like a job where you stand in a room with poop smell? Yeah. Yeah. people grunting. Yeah. Oh, they just have awkward conversations as people are washing their hands. <laughs> but I can see it. it in the ladies' room, but in the men's room, it's why? even worse. Why? Why in the ladies' room? I don't Women know. Poop what too, do you think Mike? we're doing? in there you, people you, think you're cleaner are than we men are grosser no, when i was in <laughs> when i was traveling overall. through india there were a lot of bathroom attendants and they would hand you oh, a little tiny itty bitty paper towel to wash your, to dry your hands with and you know and they were they looked so poor yeah. I mean, they well, looked, they probably were. They had like hardly any teeth and stuff. Well, it's and it was better like, than oh the attendant God. in the men's room handing out condoms and lube and Ugh, stuff. That's true. Yeah, like, dude. I'll take ten of each. Yeah, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather dispense <laughs> tampons and condoms. Yeah. Not getting used. Aspirin. I just all I know is I don't want to be a bathroom attendant. No. No. <laughs> Never could. No, I I, do I, it. I overtipped the bathroom attendants yeah. in India. Let me tell you. Yeah. you did. Pretty sure they made Here, like a year's salary. Yeah. I'm sure India is very bad, but also two it places I would not want to be is International Airport or the gym. Yuck. Gym. gym. Oh, yeah. That's where I got. This. I can barely go into a gym locker room because it's just <laughs> it's, there's no air in there. No. It's it depends like on the gym. My gym locker room is nice. Oh, oh my god. Man, Leave fun. it alone. Stop. I have it. to call. God, you're a disaster. No, you broke there. it again. It's there working. you go. There, now it's working. They didn't break it. I was coughing. For once. Oh my gosh. Way to break up all the equipment, Catherine. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Did you just break it again? No. no she was okay. covering up her mouth. <laughs> no. Uh, we just had Hilermo del Toro's uh, del Toro on the show. We, we should have him on this show. Actually, whenever you say his name, you should have Hilermo. to go. Hilermo. Hilermo. Bullfighter. Hilermo. Hilermo. We're not going Hilermo. I called him Hilermo, and he said fine. I called him his, Willie. Actually, well, his name is Hilermo. Yeah. Hilermo del Toro. You're obs- Pico de Gallo. Like, don't even start with me. Picadillo. That's what you can't say Hilermo. A lot of hostility towards you today. It really is. What's that all? About. So, well, he's like so obsessive about doing correct accents, and then I'm telling him his correct name, and he's like, "No, I'm not going to say it that way." I wonder if anyone's ever called him Guillermo. One hundred percent. Just call, yeah. call him Willie the Bull because that's what it means. It does. Guillermo del Toro means to, Willie the Bull. He needs to be a bullfighter with that name. He is a great guy, by the way. Really, really. You know that he had a man cave at his house. I'm not surprised. 11,000 square feet. I'm also not surprised. Oh, I thought you were just going to stop at Man Cave. I was like, there's that's, quite a few people around the world. That's that. a giant Did you know house. that Guillermo yeah. del Toro owns a television? He owns a television. No, actually, his Man Cave is two houses that have that's insane. A, uh, a walkway between them. You can't even his use that His wife must space. be a real battle axe. <laughs> I need to get away now. Nice. I need just two houses to get away from my one house. All right, we'll be back. What's his face joins us next. Uh, I know. <laughs> Tom Bernard Show. 
What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Is this the Greek national anthem? It's a Greek Christmas carol. It's a Greek Christmas carol? Mm. <laughs> hey, Kostaki, do you even know the Greek national anthem by heart? No. Ah. What kind of Greek are you? How do you Fraudulent. not know the Greek national anthem? I'm a very American Greek. I That's don't speak Greek. True. Not at all? Well, I know a little bit. Hey, you are not riding the subway this morning, were you? No. Yeah. Thank God. Well, I mean, worst case scenario, he got like a little bit of yeah, you got some heat dust. on him. <laughs> yeah. I that, saw the headline that that guy made the bomb at work. I was like, well, at least he didn't show anybody his penis at work. <laughs> then it would have been over for him. Yeah, so he would have had to wrap it up then. It's progress. Yeah, he detonated Stop. the bomb and only hit himself, and he still fared better than uh, Ween Master or whatever his name was. Ween Master. I'm sure it was Ween Master. Yeah. Weinstein, that's it. Yes, Ween Master. Ween Master. I like that nickname. <laughs> the Ween Master. Hey, I heard you're having dinner with Mario Batali tonight. Is that right? What? What? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he goes, no, no, no. No. Have you heard about that? I did just I saw it. I just saw that headline. Too. I just can't believe it. It's unbelievable. And he admitted to it. So, yeah, that's one we know he happened. He did admit to it. What's the matter with us? Didn't they hear, learn anything from Bill Clinton? Always deny everything. I did not have sexual relations with that <laughs> right. woman. Even though his sperm was on her dress, he still denied having relations with her. Right. It's like, right. how can you deny it? Your it, stuff is there. It was planted there by the Wisconsin police. Oh, yeah. uh, the Wisconsin police. I would say that, uh, that she could have bought it off Hillary, but I don't think Hillary's ever seen any of that. <laughs> It's like, it's like Ted Kennedy at Chappaquiddick. Oh, I thought it was a parking spot. I mean, come on. I just love it how, how all these politicians, each political party tries to claim the high moral ground. Yeah. Both of you parties are so filthy, it's unbelievable. Oh, it's the worst yeah. and always the moral have been. high ground. Yeah, okay. Look at us. We're so much better than you. God. That's disgusting. True uh, what are you going to do? 
So the Vikings have never in their history won nine games in a row, and they still haven't. Hmm. Well, pretty good team, though. Yeah, they still are. Still pretty good team. So we thing. lost the ninth game? Yep, oh. we lost yesterday. The only thing I'm worried about, Kostaki, is that three of our <laughs> offensive linemen are hurt, and those are the three guys that kept everybody off of Casey Kasem. Right. <laughs> I, I keep laughing about that clip. That was one of the great clips of all time. Yeah. Oh, where he starts swearing at his coworkers. <laughs> he just slowly unravels. <laughs> yeah. I know he starts out all professional. <laughs> turns into a psychopath in three come minutes. I've got to come out of these songs with the dog. <laughs> oh, man. That is really great. Actually, Are so- there more clips like that of other people I don't know about? Yes. Well, I'm, yeah, sure like you've heard, I'm sure you've heard the Green Peas. Uh, we know of a remote farm in Lincolnshire. That one? Oh, Orson Welles? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, yeah. There was, there's one where he's doing an ad for peas, and he keeps saying, like, so, like, he... In July. In July, peas grow there, but then in the commercial, it's showing, like, snowy fields, and he's like, well, should we... Isn't that the fun of it? If you show me any possible way to begin a sentence with that word... Yeah. What, remember what he says? Well, yeah, I know that part. But what was the word that he said? It was something... It was something that's difficult to start a sentence with. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, and I'm sure you've seen the uh, Orson Welles... No, the French champagne. No, the French champagne. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the other French champagnes, it's known for its excellence. <laughs> you haven't heard that one? No. Oh, he's so drunk, he you can't even talk. Just look up Orson Welles drunk, and it'll be the first one on there. It's <laughs> you the Paul Messon. You could play it for him, Paul. Well, Kostaki, you remember this one. Oh, oh, here we go. I'm doing TV, and I got 18. God damn it. Can't everybody stop for 10 Bourbon. minutes? I mean, everybody seems that that's the only... Everybody can we stick... Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not that much to ask. Is that when everybody has to move when I'm trying to concentrate? Jesus. And you guys thought I was a pain. You <laughs> <laughs> guys thought I was a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know, there are... there Anybody who's ever... Turn the camera. One, two, take one. With overlap, action, please. <laughs> He's just staring... Jesus, man. He is so drunk. He has no idea where he is. Right? Does he do anything? No. Sorry, cut. Yeah, rolling. One, oh, two, take two. Ah, the French <laughs> champagne. It's always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Wow. Oh, it's like a joke. By that same like French excellence. It's, it's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne. It's vintage, it's vintage dated. <laughs> so for my son. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God. Uh, there's a, I don't know, hopefully it's not around anymore, but for many years ago there was this young producer that was just annoying the hell out of me. And I mean, he just wouldn't stop. Could you try it this way? Could you try it that way? Let's try it with this mic. Let's try it with that mic. Let's try it. Okay. Okay, buddy. I said, what'd you say? And you could hear me doing this. I go, what'd you say? He goes, what? I said, did you just call me your buddy? And he goes, yeah, why? What's... I said, don't call me your buddy. And he says to me, what should I call you? And there's a pause, and I go, call me Dr. Death. 
Why did you say that? I think I might have been out to lunch and had a uh, glass of wine or two at lunch. Doctor Death. Call me Doctor Death. It's better than Captain Whammo. Captain Whammo was the one that hired me at uh, KSTP and mm-hmm. began my career. Is Captain still Whammo. <laughs> yeah. He was. He worked in Chicago. Captain Whammo. And he's the guy who gave you the name Catman, right? He's the one who gave me the name yep. Catman. Exactly. Does he still go by Captain Whammo? I don't think he's on the air anymore. Jim Chanel is his real name. I love that these, these guys brand themselves with some name that sort of sounds really outdated, like 30 years later. Yeah, yeah 30 years later, it's really outdated. <laughs> well, 30 years ago, this was your buddy caught on a hot mic, too. This is how it goes, sell for American Contemporary Radio. Is it working now, Gilly? All right, let's go. Good Lord, let's go. Thank you. <laughs> What? <laughs> it still sounds bad? It did sound I bad. I thought you said it was working all right. Is it working all right or not? If not, I'll share a microphone with Mr. Axtell. I have no more time. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, one of these days we're going to get the football pick. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, yeah, he's told one, snaps. He's oh, told one this joke. Is, this is way more fun for me. <laughs> You don't have to work. Really funny. Yeah, just listening to clips on the phone. That's my, my job. Name, my name's not Kostaki. I pronounce it Guillermo. <laughs> oh, you heard oh, that, did you? Tom, what was the name of the uh, foot the Vikings football coach that lost his mind on? Remember, he was Denny swearing. Green? No, the older guy. The oh, Jerry Burns. Jerry Burns has another great one. Look that one up, Kostaki. You will laugh. Get ready to for days. get ready for the edit here, Molina. But Jerry Burns was a head coach of Minnesota Vikings, and he was this old guy. And he, ah, oh, you sons of bitches, come in! All, all you ever do is you, 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 you come in, and you complain every day, and you ask these questions. You, you, you sons of bitches are unbelievable. And then there's a long pause. He goes, "You fuckers." So was that the funny. Burns of Burnsy's bedtime stories? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is so funny. If you I just ju- if stuff. you just Google Jerry Burns Vikings, the second result is what we're what oh, you're looking for. Okay. On YouTube, Jerry yeah, it, Burns uncensored. Well, yeah, we can't even play it because I there's love, so many swear words. I love your advice. Just look up Orson Welles drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. All right, so we had there were two games in L.A. amid wildfires. And in Cleveland, there was a dumpster fire. Oh, my goodness. There was. Come on, Browns. Josh Gordon is trying to stay off drugs. Give him a chance. 14 points up in the fourth quarter, and you lose. In overtime. Then they had to pay a commission to the Falcons. That's an awful way to lose. That hurts. They're 0-13 now, the Browns. Well, I hope nothing unlucky happens to them. (laughs) Like last year when they were 0-13? You mean like that? That's uh, terrible. Josh Gordon hadn't scored since 2013. Like the Democrats. It's been a while. Oh, man. <laughs> a fan, do you see this, has been raising money for the 0-16 parade. Right? And you have to have $10,000 for the city to pay for security and stuff if you have a parade. And so he had a GoFundMe thing, and he had like two grand in there. And then Excedrin donated the final amount how great is that? <laughs> you give me a headache. That's a great sponsorship <laughs> idea. At least, it is. at least it wasn't my doll. <laughs> well, that's true. Can we get Jägermeister to sponsor the news lately? That would really be helpful. Yes. God, I drank it one time, and I think I projectile hurled for about a month. <laughs> it's pretty weird. It's, oh. it's, it's, like, it's a like potion. It's like licorice. Yeah, it's, it's a potion is what it is. But it's Nasty. super, super, super. It's, it's something Viking berserkers drank so they didn't feel pain. 
Right. It's as David Tell says, uh, you can use it for time travel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like today's absence. Yeah. Behold, as I go a month into the future. <laughs> And then we had snow in Buffalo, that game. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. The snow great. in Buffalo? During Why do they have an outdoor stadium? Crazy, crazy snow. Pull up a clip of that if you oh, haven't Oh, I seen saw it. it. I did see it. It was a they, foot of snow, right? Yeah. During the game, they got eight inches. Way more oh. than my wife got. Huh? Oh, <laughs> oh, there. There That's a super groan right Thanks. there. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Should we fire yeah. him right now? <laughs> it's interesting because you could Don't say more or less, and they're both jokes, but they're both, you know. It's yeah, you got to go self-deprecate. Yeah, it's, it's a versatile. All right. right. Nice. Thanks for sticking up for it. <laughs> yeah. God, Andy. You can go, too. <laughs> By the way, that's what you want when you're freezing your ass off, rooting for your mediocre team to beat a bad team over time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Why did they have an outdoor stadium? That was a lot of snow. Why did we have an outdoor stadium? Yeah, we should have never given up that outdoor stadium. Because that was a mistake. Because it's a team advantage to. So these kind of moments, they're fun. Yeah. yeah I guess yeah. If you have like you know Alabama come up here, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're screwed. They're used to training in the cold. <laughs> Alabama, that's your NFL. <laughs> yeah. Trial, you know, those the guys. The Alabama, you know, tumbleweeds. <laughs> I do think Alabama could probably beat the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah. maybe at this point. I, think I could beat the Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah. They're, so into, great. they're so into college football. Why don't they have an NFL team? It is weird. It's very yeah. weird. How into football they are. It would be great if they would relegate NFL teams into the college level and yeah. have, have the two best college teams move up. I'm kind of surprised they don't. It's like, it's like it's like a cage match. You know, whoever wins gets to get free of the uh, the college world. <laughs> that Bills game was fun to watch. It, it was so white, it owns the Friends DVD box set. That's white. That's... <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was so white, it thinks Blake Shelton is the sexiest man alive. <laughs> he, why oh why was he picked as the sexiest man alive? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that game was so white, it went to an ugly sweater party. That's a white thing. <laughs> Those are, yeah. It went apple picking and bought a Prius. <laughs> hey, hey, I've been apple picking. It, it voted for Jill Stein and was drinking a pumpkin spice latte. That was a white game. I feel oh, like you're describing me. Yeah, really. <laughs> like Alex. just talked about Alex. I'm taking real. this personally. You got a moleskin notebook over there somewhere? Damn it. Cause... <laughs> Are you watching me? Listen That's to the NPR and watching The Wire. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All I ever do. <laughs> <laughs> so Carson Wentz tore his ACL. That's the big news today. Um, an eagle with a bad knee. That should be the symbol of America. <laughs> Probably around. You know, maybe an eagle with a bad knee and a lot of student loan debt. It's a possibility, you know. So the quarterback of the best team is going to miss the rest of the season. It's a shame we can't get spare parts for these guys, yeah. like a car, you know. Have Johnny Menzel hanging around drinking in case someone needs a knee or a collarbone. Or something. <laughs> it's not a bad plan. <laughs> when he heard that Carson was going to be gone, Jay Leno said he's available. Oh, <laughs> God. Really? There's an old reference. <laughs> yeah, everybody. That's very funny. Who's Jay Leno? <laughs> Carson was going to be. Come on, we were just playing uh, Orson Welles drunk. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That's these a good are, point. These are old references. <laughs> that's a are. very good point. Cam Newton is trying to popularize the brimless hat. 
You know, it would be popular, a wordless cam. That would be great. <laughs> was he really wearing a fez after the game yes. yesterday? Yes. What? What is well, wrong with him? Fez-ish, yeah. Fez-ish. You mean ishy fez? <laughs> Ish. Uh, that sounds like an uncle. Fez-ish. It, it does look like... It's like a... I, it's halfway between a fez and one of those, like, Kwanzaa hats. Let me see it. A yeah, Kwanzaa little... hat. You know what I mean. It's a little shrinery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Kim, we already shrinery. have a brimless hat. It's called a yarmulke. Oh, what my God. He is such an embarrassment to humanity. Is that it's Hebrew weird... on the side? It looks like Hebrew, yeah. It does. At least he won. Oh, no. Oh, no it's not. <laughs> yeah, he did win. <laughs> he had fat. that 62-yard run that was pretty impressive. <laughs> and Blair Walsh missed another field goal. On the Blair power rankings, he just oh, moved below God. Blair from Facts of Life. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of negative. What the show? Blair Witch Project. <laughs> and Tony Blair. Yeah. And Linda Blair. Linda Blair. <laughs> and Rocky Blair. <laughs> Blyer. Well, it's Rocky Blyer. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it's Rocky Blyer from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Huh? There's a memory for you. I just see. That's good. This, how many old references can we do in yeah. one segment? How many? Can you stay, stay with us for another segment for a few minutes? Uh, i got to be out at the top of the hour. You're a what's, disaster. What's your window? Uh, we'll be back in two minutes, so five no, more minutes. No, we're done with this hour. <laughs> well, we could start the third Let me do a closer and scram. That's fine. Oh, God. This okay. is a tweet from a listener. It made me giggle. It's probably an old joke, but it's well written. Okay. He's a Bengals fan. He says they call them the possums because they play dead at home and get killed on the road. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. It's giggle worthy. I like the fact that you don't have to write anything when you come on this show. <laughs> We just schmooze about all these other cultural things and everything. It goes but- better when I just listen to uh, drunken Orson Welles. That's hilarious. I'm going to go look uh, up some more the, stuff. The French. Well, he's yep. got to be happy. Another uh, win for Garoppolo. Exactly. That's right. Think about that. Janine Garoppolo? Yes, Janine Garoppolo. <laughs> Janine Garoppolo. All right, Kostaki, we'll talk to you next week, and that's that's going to do it before Christmas yeah. next week. Oh, okay. Birthday. You are around next week, though. Oh, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, go Vikings, and uh, I'm going to look up some more funny clips. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kostaki. <laughs> All right. See ya. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For... <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people 
they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Please come home for Christmas. Please come home for Christmas. If not for Christmas. I love that song. It's a great song. A great Christmas song. We're just, what, about 13 days away from Christmas. Not bad at all, man. Maybe maybe we just try to reflect on this and the joy and the happiness and trust and goodwill toward everybody. Maybe we can just extend that a little bit longer and get it out of, get some of this hate out of everybody. As long as we don't grab Santa's package coming down the (laughs) chimney. You know what I miss? I miss the old um, Christmas specials. Oh, I do too. Like when you'd have the Bing Crosby or the Andy Williams Christmas specials. Perry Como. Como, Donnie and Marie. All of that fun, just kind of variety show stuff. Glenn Campbell, not so much. But but the rest were good. But we don't have that kind of of entertainers. We don't have that kind of entertainer. Anymore. No. Well, I think didn't, I think Lady Gaga has like a Christmas you know, special coming I think up. So. Although, might be right. You say that, Ralph, but you could argue like Justin Timberlake, Jimmy Fallon, those guys could kind of pick up the torch and they could oh, bring easily. it. Yeah, Timberlake but, is but, a very but talented Johnny guy. Carson never had it. Johnny Carson, Steve Allen, Jack Parr never had their Christmas special. No, but different people. But Johnny, or but uh, like you brought up, Timberlake would be a great yeah, guy to Timberlake pull something off would. with that. Yeah, he would. Fun. Does he sing? Too rich. Oh, does he sing? That's he cute, in, Ralph. He's in whatever that band, Backstreet Boys. In sync, I think it was. In sync. He was an in sync. Exactly. He's getting ready for his halftime show. Yeah. That's right. He's got the halftime show. Is he going to grab an itty bitty this time? He may do the whole thing, the whole Monty, the full Monty. The time. full Monty he this time around. He may just unwrap the whole package this time. Uh, look at you open up now that Catherine left. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa, that's whoa, right. whoa, Tim. Catherine hits the road, now Tim's a big shot. Family <laughs> show here. I like it. Do you know why they're called In Sync? Because, because they were their In names. Sync? Because uh, of their names. That's half of it. What? The other half is the last letter, Justin, Chris, Joey, Jason, and JC. Wow. How did you know that, Tom? Because I'm nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, we know that. We know that's a given, but no, Alex was a huge she was NSYNC enormously fan. I still love the story about Alex's friend. Oh, God. Yeah, you guys have never heard this, or you'll like this. <laughs> okay. So I get Alex backstage at an NSYNC concert, right? So they go backstage, and each each you know young lady gets to ask a question of the group. So Alex, I don't. What, do you remember what Alex even asked Andy? No. Something, it was question. something you know very standard. Something it's your favorite was, movie or whatever. But her friend, it was time for her to ask a question, <laughs> and she's from Elk River. Yeah, Eva. And that's where that Minnesota accent really kicks in, as yeah. Elk River then goes north from there. So she says. What's your guys' favorite foods? And they said, what? What's your guys' favorite foods? <laughs> What's your guys' favorite foods? Yeah. And they're like, what? Yeah, I didn't know what, what the hell she and, was talking about. And the, the security person had to go, what is your favorite food? Yeah. <laughs> the security person had to translate. <laughs> it's kind of weird because that... That accent in some areas, it comes and goes. You yeah. drive through one area and it's there. You drive a little farther north and it's not. Well, it's, ba- it's probably I mean, based on, like, you know, where the Norwegians settled versus the Germans and Yeah, so that is forth. true. I don't even know if that's true because my wife's from Apple Valley and she couldn't she be does more that. Fargo. Yeah, voice. that's true. You hear my wife. Yeah, that's talks. true. 
Oh, stop it. Oh, I, I can hear it right now. Shut so, up and don't pick on me. So we're all, <laughs> I love Tom. We're all going to agree that, you know, once we get to Elk River, it, it overall, overall, generally right. speaking, it gets denser and denser and denser, yep. and it sort of fades into the Canadian accent. It yeah. kind of does, as, yeah. As yeah. It kind on. of does. It's, and it's Mordahl's fault, let's be honest, because <laughs> he grew up in Elk River. But, you know, when we lived up there, I didn't notice, you know, we still have a farm up there, not in Elk River, but in Dayton, just south of Elk River. But a lot of the people up there didn't have that accent, just some of them. Yeah. You, you noticed that, didn't you, Andy? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I grew, out, uh, grew up in Dayton, and my accent is uh, quite faint, whereas some faint. of the people out there, they had, you know. Right, but I think that's because of who raised you, right? If your yeah, parents or grandparents were, were prevalent in your life, you're probably yeah. going to have a bigger well, Minnesota That's why I'm saying accent. it's like, you know, the Norwegians settle somewhere, and mm-hmm. they, their kids have that accent, and their kids, and so forth. And if people leave, then they're, you know then their kids won't have that accent because they're growing up around kids that don't. I remember playing in a softball tournament over at Chain of Lakes in Wisconsin, Chittek, Wisconsin, that whole area. And I will never forget... Where at? Chittek, yeah. Wisconsin. <laughs> Chittek is... Uh, okay. You know where Chain of Lakes is? Yeah. Over in okay. Wisconsin? Yeah. Over I was there. just hung up on the name of the town. C-H-E-T-E-K. Okay. Chittek. Uh-huh. I think it's a, a Native American word, actually. Okay. But I'm not sure. But I do remember... <laughs> The umpire called the guy out, and he literally turned around and went, No way! <laughs> like, oh, my God. Could you get those vowels a little longer, please? Uh-huh. No way! Well, okay. it's funny. When I call back home, and I'll talk to my dad, yeah. who's Chicago. That's right? Chicago. And, Chicago. And my, but my, my cousin, Rob, who lives out in Bartlett, Illinois, mm-hmm. which isn't Chicago, and he didn't grow up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I'll call him. I'll be like, Hey, Rob, I got a car question for you. Yeah, what's up, Dave? What do you want to know? Yeah, I can fix that. The boat of you is coming out here or the two or three you're going to go over there? And I'm like, what the hell accent is? Where did you come from? And my dad does the same thing. He's He comes out and he's like, hey, the boat of us going to go? I'm like, yeah, the boat of us. And my son's us. like, how do you spell that, Grandpa? The boat of B-O-T-H, us. B-O-T-H, yeah. boat of us. Why, can't you understand English? The boat of us. I love that. Dub Bears. The that Bears. was a great bit yeah. on Saturday Night Live. It was, and that is Chicago. That man. is Utah. Chicago. It's kind of a, you know, it, it's very New Yorkin. Yeah, it's but like New, it's, it's like mutant New York. Yeah, it's like a staccato <laughs> New York. Right? Yeah. It's very it sharp, kind of. Hey, what are you guys doing? That's the more the New York. This is more like, yeah, the both of us are going to go mm-hmm. out there tonight. I'm uh, Chicago uh, is fascinating. It's an amazing town. I love Chicago. First of all, absolutely love Chicago, and it's because of all the different cultural areas. Yeah. You know, the Greek town, and you got the Polish area, and you got the Lithuanians and the Latvians, and the yeah, most of it's the Polish area. Most of it is the Polish area. That's Polish Polish lineup out there. I God, and then it was a it's a different environment. I was uh, it was like 1982, and we went to pick up my grandparents from their home in Chicago and take them out to dinner. And we pull up to the corner, and there's a Mexican guy and two black guys, and. My grandmother just lets out with the N-word like it oh means nothing. Oh, I know. And, and all of us are in the car, like, looking out of the corner of our eyes, slowly <laughs> rolling the window up. Oh, and totally unaffected because that's just what they were used to. I mean, it was the old-time yeah. Polish, you know, attitude in that part of town. And I'm just like, oh, my God, Grandpa, Grandma, don't talk like that. You're going to get us all shot. Well, when I was seven years old, we lived at 14th and Bryant North, a block mm-hmm. north of Plymouth Avenue. And my mother sent me to the store, the DuPont Cash Market on the corner of Plymouth and DuPont, it's a parking lot now, but I remember standing on the corner there, and it was like Christmas Eve day, you know, the morning of of Christmas Eve, and she needed some baking soda or something to make cookies, whatever she was doing, right? 
And I remember standing on the corner, and it was snowing a little bit. And this family, because Plymouth Avenue used to go out to Plymouth, Minnesota. I mean, that was the main thoroughfare to get out of downtown was Plymouth Avenue. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But um, I'm standing on the corner, and there's this dad. He's wearing a suit. Mom's wearing a very nice dress and the pillbox hat, you know, the Jackie Kennedy special. Sure. And they had the two kids in the back seat. And it was a warmish day. I remember that. Even though it was snowing, it was like, it was like you know, it felt probably middle 30, something right. like that. Which for Christmas Eve is pretty warm around here. And the mother looked at me, and she turned to her children and said, Lock your doors. We're in end town. Only she didn't say end town. She used the whole word. She was looking at you. What did she you was were were you out chimney sweeping? Why did she look <laughs> at you and say well, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. I don't know where she got that from, but... Yeah, she, she actually said the word. And I thought, what does that mean? Because I had never heard that before. That was the first time I ever heard, you know, Big End Town. Yeah. I yeah, suppose they odd. didn't use that term in rap and so forth. Like, there was no rap, yeah. yeah. They didn't, not a lot of that in rhythm and blues. No, that kind of no. kicked in like 77, 78 when rap really started to begin, right? Now, yeah. Tim, are you impressed? I kind of knew that. You kind of did. Yeah. Sugar yeah. Hill Gang. Tim's, Tim's the... Uh, the rap fan. Are you the rap the fan? Bunch, yeah. I am the rap fan. Yeah. Because of Sugar Hill? Uh, I would say I I was more uh, LL Cool J, Beastie Boys, the Def Jam era. Yeah, you know, Def Jam's a whole different deal. That's yeah. not really rap. You don't think so? No, rap is garbage. I, I like Sugar Hill Gang, and I like Marley Marl. And yeah, that. no, I but, understand. But, but right. you know, I, I was more... I'd have thought you would have loved Don't Push Me Cause I'm Close to the, the Edge. edge. Oh, yeah. That seems like a Tom Bernard special. Right there. That's true. <laughs> but I, well, you know, the kind of rap I did like was unfortunately Chester Bennington, who killed himself, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. you know, that, because that, that, he rapped in some of he his did. songs. Yeah. I like that. Young... Talking about shooting people and yeah. you know, right. selling drugs right. and, uh-huh. yeah. Or most expensivist. Right, but that's yeah. part of their, their culture. See, I didn't, Tim and I went to college together. And I was a Sinatra and 80s music guy. Yeah. And Tim was like, he was going either uh, Metallica kind of stuff to uh, to hardcore rap, you know, NWA. And I'd sit there and I'd look at him like, what the hell is this nonsense? And I'll tell you, I watched that movie that mm-hmm. uh, came out, what was it, a year ago now? Uh, straight out of Compton. Yeah, straight out of Compton. Almost two Man, years that gave me a lot more respect for what they were doing, and because then you realize yeah, it that it is. Deal. It's all about their culture, music, and what it they is, were coming yeah. through. And then I yeah. had a lot more. It gave me a, a healthy respect and admiration for the music. And I think the the problem that I have with it is guys like Snoop Dogg, who's a complete fraud. I I, I don't think he grew up in Compton or any place like that. Ice Cube's a nice guy. I've talked to him several times. Ice T is a complete jerk. I mean, well, but he wanted to be an actor. He's another guy, tough guy. He never grew up in that neighborhood either. So it's the guys who pretend that they grew up in that neighborhood that annoy me. You didn't like Vanilla Ice? Yeah, Vanilla Ice. (laughs) No, I did not like Vanilla Ice. He grew up in the hardcore streets of the suburbs, yo. Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) Remember that? He hit, he was like, where did he say he was coming from? Like the mean streets of Detroit. It turns out he grew up in like. I thought he was, wasn't he Miami? Yeah, some, I thought he originally said he grew up in some real. South Dallas. Raised in South Florida. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there are parts of South Florida that are pretty bad. Not where he was, though. Well, that's, oh, wait, that's where he works now. He's putting those houses. He's reclaiming houses. And, and stealing them. from them. And stealing yeah. from them. Breaking into them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was hey, Miami. It's not stealing if they don't know what's missing, Tom. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. Truck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you know the Beastie Boys story about Dick Clark? 
Well, I think it might have been the last year of American Bandstand or one other Dick Clark production, but I might have been American Bandstand. The boys are standing backstage, Beastie Boys, on the on. I think it was American Bandstand with Dick Clark, and Dick Clark's wife came back because she really wanted to meet them. Mm-hmm. One of them spit on her. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine that? What? Yeah, they spit on Dick Clark's wife. Why? What are you? Just because they were jerks. Wow. Because they were just the Beastie Boys, you know. But that is a good song. Their Which first one? hit was a good song. The first hit they had was a good song. What was fight, that? Fight, fight, fight for your right to party. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, they yeah. had a lot of good stuff. Yeah. They actually did. Yeah, yeah. The only songs anyone of theirs, anyone knows of theirs is everything on Hello Nasty. Hello, Nasty. That's their. That was their first album. I'm pretty sure. They're nice Jewish boys, what aren't they? What was it, Tim? License to Ill was their first. License to Ill. License to Ill. License to Ill. Three white uh, Jewish boys breaking out rapping, right? Exactly. And didn't that like throw the whole black culture? And they're like, "What is going on?" But they loved them. What is this all about? That was uh, that was pretty groundbreaking. Actually, Rick Rubin himself was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think that is true. Still to this day. They were formed in 1981, and then they didn't make License to Ill until 86. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah. They, they were did, big in 86. They broke, I was, yeah, I was they broke listening to that, then. working were, in the back room at Chuck E. Cheese, putting pizzas Were together. you really? Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yep. I didn't know they were that old. Where? Jeez. Blaine. In Blaine. Okay, yep. Chuck E. Cheese and Blaine. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest experiences of my life, and Andy won't remember this because he's too small, but we uh, went down to West Palm Beach to spend spend uh, the Christmas week down there between Christmas and New Year's and the kids wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese so we just drove down Okeechobee Boulevard there's a Chuck E. Cheese who went in we were the only white people in there and swear to God the music stopped playing it's <laughs> <laughs> like an old what the hell are you doing in here <laughs> you got the robotic uh, bear up on stage yeah, stops. the bear's like look, wait a minute, look at that. The hell are you doing in here? <laughs> the bear's even talking back to me. <laughs> Honest to God, the Chuck E. Cheese. We, mm-hmm. I worked at Showbiz Pizza. I remember in eighty one, and then it got bought out by Chuck E. Cheese. Yep. And I was the guy that made the pizzas in the back. My buddy made the dough. My right. other buddy that was the cutter. And we used to go get hired and kites in the cooler. We'd go smoke, and we'd go out and we'd do our job. That's really nice. And uh, on occasion, you'd get the you'd see the the grandparents come in with a couple of kids yeah yeah my buddy solid sprinkle weed on the pizza and put it through the oven really and then you'd watch and the two old people would be sitting in their chair looking at the stage like what is going on (laughs) and the kids would be flying around at 100 miles an hour and we would laugh and laugh i gotta tell you one thing man you know the little tunnel they crawl through tunnels and all the chucky cheeses (laughs) i went in there and i swear uh, Andy was in there, yeah, but the guy right in front of me who was following his kid. Oh, no. You got to wipe your butt next time, oh. sir. <laughs> oh, the reek coming oh, off this yeah. guy. Oh. I had to go in and clean the ball crawl. Oh. Yeah, I did that too. Oh. Yeah. The dirty, full yep. diapers You'll in the bottom you. of the oh. ball. Oh. <laughs> and poop. Oh, and yeah. just, oh. Yeah. I couldn't touch a ball crawl for another yeah, 20 years. I understand yeah. that. We'll be back, Tom Bernard yeah. Show. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. 
It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Gentlemen, how was your week? Oh, so you're uh, real good. Good. Yeah, real good. good. Any heart attacks? I had one. Had a couple. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now, as you can tell, we're celebrating Thanksgiving here at Ditka's rather than in our homes. But it's okay. Our families understand. Absolutely. This year, the Bears are playing, and Ditka's has a 12-foot screen. There's really no other place to be. All right. We're getting ready to watch the Bears annihilate the Detroit Lions. But first, it's a good time to reflect on our glorious heritage. And here to help us out with your annual presentation is the sixth graders over at St. Ignatius, led by Tommy Arnold, nephew of our own, Pat Arnold. Look at Jeez. the bountiful... Ah, it's just a wonderful great. bit. <laughs> I like when Chris Farley starts pounding on his chest. <laughs> I got a piece of knockwurst caught up. <laughs> you believe, uh, I think Monday marks 20 years since he passed away. God, that's uh, insane. 20 years. Yep. Yeah. Nicest guy in the world. Wow, he was, and his brothers are nicer than hell. Too. Yeah, great family, from from uh, Madison, what, Madison, Wisconsin. Yep. Yep. I used well, to work at the movie theater in uh, uh, Stratford Square, mm. and uh, Belushi, Jim Belushi, used to come in all the time right. with his mom, and they'd throw the Belushi card around to get into free movies. Oh, really? And I had no clue who he was, and I was working the ticket booth one day, and he comes walking up with his mom, and I go, "Tickets, please," and he goes, uh, "I'm Jim Belushi. This is my mom." I'm like. I'm Dave Schrader. Can I have your ticket? <laughs> I had no clue. Well, and they're like, uh, he goes, well, we don't usually pay for movies. And I go, why? And he goes, well, we're Jim Belushi, and this is, you know, John Belushi? And I go, yeah, he's dead. Oh. I had no clue. It just wasn't oh. registering. And they're looking at me, and Jim goes, I'm his brother. This is his mother. And I go, and you can't afford tickets? <laughs> I guess go on in. And the mom starts laughing as they're walking away. Jim, every time, he would like, I'd see him pop around. And if he saw me up there, he'd wait until I'd leave the ticket booth before he'd walk up to come up and get his free passes. Anything to do with you. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, though. No. So you got all the money in the world, but I'm not paying for a ticket. No. No. Okay. We're, I'm Jim Belushi. Some, okay. Someday off the air, I'll tell you my Chris Farley story. I can't tell you on the oh, air because no? it may because Chris is dead and it makes him 
to some people make him look bad, but they'd have to understand his sense of humor. It sure. was actually very funny. <laughs> you okay, Dad? He, he's just having a heart attack. <laughs> I'm looking! Oh, oh, looking! He's joking, he's joking. I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm like, I'm like... Smoking too. Excellent yeah. work. Good job, Tad. You got to remember to chew those pork chops, buddy. <laughs> got to remember to chew the chew pork, pork chops. <laughs> I like when they had the fight. What were they like? Uh, okay, so who do you like in the Super Bowl? It's uh, the, the Raiders against Coach Ditka. Well, it's just mini Coach Ditka or full size Coach Ditka. Either way, I take mini Coach Ditka. <laughs> That was a great... Who wrote that bit? Oh, I think that was... Uh, uh, what's his name? Norm. Yeah, it was George yeah. Wendt. Yeah, George and, Wendt. Uh, one of the other uh, Saturday Night Live cast members, but I don't remember who it was. So it was George yeah. Wendt and somebody? Bill yeah. Swirsky's super fans. Let's see yeah, Mike here. Myers. Was this after Al Franken was writing? No, I don't I think so. Franken had been writing since the 70s on and off. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah but like, it was mainly George Wentz's idea, I remember. I, yeah. I, remember yeah. right. I like yeah. how if you Google the Bears, the first thing you get is how they're doing in the NFL. <laughs> well, because you know a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Oh, yeah, go the Bears. They the actually, Bears. They, yeah, that's how they type it, because that's how they say it. The Bears. It doesn't say who wrote it. And it was funny, because I lived in Illinois at that yeah. point. I was never even a football fan. Because, you know, I wanted to sit down and I tried to understand football. My dad was the, you know, he loved watching football, but he did not like speaking during football. Well, and I'd be yeah. like, why did he do that? Because that's what they're doing. It's football. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, but what's his name? Are you going to just sit here and yap the whole time? <laughs> like, I'm trying to yes. understand, so I never watched it. But then when right. the, the Bears started getting good, and then they hit that 85. stride in 84 and 85. 84 and 85, My man. dad, I, I went and watched the Super Bowl on that and, and had a great time. But, yeah, after that, Ditka could do no wrong. Even though it took him – he never went back, right? Never hit the Super Bowl again as No, Ditka. he did not. Nope. But nope. you could have – this guy was infallible. Everybody loved him. The only problem I ever had with Ditka is he did not allow Walter Payton to score a touchdown. He, well, he regrets that too, though. He should regret it. He did. That, he said it afterwards. He was like, that always kicked yeah, my butt. He was yep. he was going for the stunt play, putting in the fridge. Yep. I think he was just trying to make a mark and have fun, and he totally forgot that – what? How important that would have been to Walter. Walter was one of the great running backs of all time. I mean, did you he hear about the his Super Bowl ring? No, his Super Bowl ring went missing. Oh, okay, and they had to replace it. And he was like so depressed and bummed that he lost the Super Bowl ring. And like twenty years later, his kid, best friend, they had given him the couch from his basement, and oh, he had it over in his God. house. And they went to get rid of it when they tipped it. The ring fell out. Really? So he found the ring and brought back the original Super Bowl ring. Was that after Walter had died? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, God. He died so young, too. Yeah. You know, typical Vikings, by the way. Yeah, we got a Peyton. It's the wrong Peyton. It's yeah. Eddie Peyton, but you know, <laughs> don't worry about that. We got a, uh, was it Cadre Ismail? We got an Ismail. Uh, got the wrong one, but yeah. uh, we got Cadre Ismail. The Vikings Cadre was favorite. good for a year. Yeah, for a year he was. Yeah, that's what's really good. Our Vikings players, they step up really solid for a year. If that, yeah. Yeah. We get we get the quarterback. I loved because when I moved up here, I was not a football fan. Tim broached me into that after the North Stars left, and I had nothing to watch. He goes, "Well, let's watch some football." I'm like, "Oh God, 
am I allowed to talk? Yeah. <laughs> we started watching football together, and I just it was like one washed-up quarterback after another coming in, but then they'd have a career year. They'd light it up. Yeah. What, he had Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, yeah, that's right. Brett Favre. Who was the uh, Oakland uh, quarterback we had on uh, Jeff, Jeff George? Oh, Jeff George, yeah. Yeah. And all of them came in and did really well. And then you had the, the but, kids that stepped up, Brad Johnson, Dante yep. Culpepper, and they would have these flash years, and then it was just like... I don't know if it'd be Don Downer or Debbie Downer, but you know they never were in the Super Bowl. Who? Well, no, we've been but, there four times. Yeah, no, but, but none of these win. quarterbacks got. They, no, they had a stellar year, but not stellar enough. Right. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, Brad yeah, Johnson thanks, had Ralph. a stellar oh, year when he went to Tampa. You yeah. want to bring it down even further, Ralph? I'll do you one better. Now it's the former washed-up quarterbacks that come to Minnesota that get charged with sexual assault. Yeah. Now you've got Warren Moon, Donovan McNabb. Yeah. We can just keep going with no, this. No, you're yeah. right. See, you're we right. bring it full circle. Almost all of them. Yeah. Unbelievable. Brad Johnson, by the way, classiest human being I ever met. Very, very sad to tell you. The guy can barely move now. Oh, really? no. Yeah, he has a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. He can barely move. It's just sad. And I went to see Bill Cosby at Mistake Lake, and mm-hmm. we had great seats, and all of a sudden, in walks like the entire starting line of the Vikings. Oh, really? Warren Moon sits in front of me, and he puts his arm around this woman, and they're smooching, and my girlfriend, Mary, at the time, leans over, and she goes, that's not his wife that loud. Oh! And, and Warren Moon just does the slow burn head turn. <laughs> and he just turns back and looks at us. And I'm like, oh. and I well, point to her. Yeah, she said it. <laughs> I don't even know this one. Listen, I've got a very manly voice. Yeah. It wasn't me that said it. I... Yeah. You know what? If you're, not, you're, if you're out in public and you're making out with a woman, that's on you. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. If you know it's not your wife and they know it's not your wife, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So I, I just I don't think anybody's upset. ever called him out before. And that was, she goes, that's Phenomenal. not his wife. Yeah, you like feel it. the air leave the entire place. Oh, God. Hey, when do we, are there any any uh, early predictions on Alabama? On what about it? About the about the Senate race in Alabama. Oh. Jones and, and Roy Moore. Who went to vote today? Again, let me bring this up. Uh, Dressed see. as a cowboy on a horse. <laughs> he did. He went and voted on a horse. He rode in on a horse wearing a cowboy outfit. In Alabama? In Alabama. <clears throat> yeah. So I suppose but he'll be gonna... remembered. Oh, he'll always be remembered. Would right. well, you hear what his wife said yesterday? What? He's giving it the old, uh, well, I know a lot of people uh, that uh, think uh, that, that, that uh, Roa is a, is a racist and anti-Semitic and he's oh, always yeah. being accused of being an anti-Semite. But I'll tell you one thing. One of our lawyers is a Jew. <laughs> and that's how she said the word, too. She went, Jew. Is that the equivalent of, I've got a lot of black friends? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, all my black friends, both. <laughs> all those people. The boat of them? The, I had a boat of them. Yeah, I suppose you're not going to get any returns till the polls close at 8 o'clock, huh? Uh, well, Roy Moore has 0%. Doug Jones also has 0%. How would you describe so, no. the Big Bang Theory? Why don't you go to hell? <laughs> Yeah, so they're not going to give it results until the polls close at uh, what seven o'clock central. I would guess that would be right. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you go to hell? Why don't you go to you hell? You should have that on the drop bar. I don't. I do not like ads that do yeah, those that. Pop up ads. Yeah, seriously. Why are they allowed? Do you think? How do you think that race is going to go, Tim? How do you think it's going to go? Uh, you know what was uh, Jones was what ten percent up. Ten percent up. Uh, last poll, and then well, the two polls that came out today he was he was up ten points in one, and there were dead heat in the other. 
I wouldn't hmm. be surprised if Roy won just because the Democrats are telling them not to vote for him, and they'll just do the yeah, opposite. You know what? Well, Alabamans are like that. I'll yeah. agree yeah. with Andy. I, you know, I, I think what's going to happen is you, you will see Roy Moore get the seat, and then you're going to have you're going to have problems in Congress because Congress yeah. is going to sit and look at it and say, now what do we do? Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's exactly what happens right. when you know a bunch of ivory tower people are like, oh well. You're clearly not smart as me. You're voting for the wrong guy. And yeah. it's like, even if the candidate is horrible, being like that is going to make people do the opposite of what you want because it just it feels good to, you know. But what can yeah. Congress do, right? It's just like the no. all, the, it, all be, of the anger that was put out on Jesse Ventura when he was our governor and mm -hmm. he would do things like the XFL. I'm like, hey, morons, yeah, we yeah. went out and voted for an ex-pro wrestler That's right. who's always been self-serving, yep, and we always. wanted a change in politics. So if you're going to yeah, vote somebody right. in, you can't whine about what you voted in. Congress can yeah. refuse to seat him. That it, is right. It's, it's, it, but it hasn't been done since, what, the 1800s? Yeah, yeah I don't think like they would do that. Time. Fake news would tell you that we don't care for Jews. I tell you all this because I've seen it all, so I just want to set the record straight while they're here. One of our attorneys is a Jew. Is a Jew. <laughs> One she of sounds like Jan Hook's character from uh, <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Does. There's no <laughs> basement in the Alamo. <laughs> the Alamo. <laughs> Uh, one of our attorneys is a G. G. Well, that makes it all better. Vote him in. Well, absolutely. If you got a Jew working for you, absolutely. Happy yeah. Hanukkah. Wait a minute. Who ever heard of a Jewish attorney? Come on. You're making that up. Hanukkah begins uh, when the sun goes down. Yep. Don't forget it. She should have said one of our attorneys is a Jew, despite our trying our best. Yes, we tried to find somebody who was a, but they just—they're everywhere in that profession. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, Kurt was still funny and Larry was getting finalizing his divorce from Cheryl, and he had his lawyer, and he found out oh, his yeah. lawyer was not Jewish, and then he got the Jewish lawyer who yes. screwed it all up who for him. Who screwed everything up for him? <laughs> that is so sad. That show is so bad this year. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh, my God, that show is bad. Do you think he's doing that on purpose so that people leave him alone and I don't ask so. for another season? Mm, yeah, I wonder. Because I you hope. do a show like that, right, and then people, when, when's the next year? Yeah, when's the next stop. series? When's the next series? Okay, fine. Here you go. You wanted it? Here it is. I'm putting a yeah. stake in it. Well, well, technically, terrible. they could just have the season finale, like, you know, the character gets killed off. What are you going to do from there? Right. But I Dave, used to love that show. But Dave, Dave Chappelle had enough strength to say, well, it's not going to be another show. I'm going to Africa because i got to get my head straight. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but he could stand behind a principle. He stood behind the principle of that he was, in a sense, kind of mocking the black culture mm -hmm. and that he was making white people laugh at the expense of the black yes. people. So he had a, well, he had a moral high ground. Larry could say the exact same thing about Jewish culture. Yeah, that's but, what, basically what he's doing. He could if he wanted to. It's not. I don't think it's. I don't think. I he's think it's a cop out, but he right. could do it if he wanted. But I don't think the plight is going to feel as impactful as Dave Chappelle's version. One of the greatest episodes of Kirby Enthusiasm was when Michael J. Fox is on stage talking about having Parkinson's, <laughs> <laughs> and Larry David's talking about having given a violin to his little neighbor boy, and the woman goes, "What? What'd you give him? What?" So he starts going like this. <laughs> so everybody thinks he's making fun of. Oh, cry baby, Michael J. Fox. Oh. <laughs> 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 Poor guy's got Parkinson's. And you gotta love though that Michael J. Fox would be a part of this because he's he's yes. made a couple of shows where he's mocking his own mm -hmm. issues. Yes. Always liked him. 
Yeah. Always like Michael J. Fox. He's he's quite a talent. He said no what, on one of the interviews he was talking about, he said he gets himself in a lot more trouble now because somebody will start asking him something ridiculous and he's nodding and he goes, and then I realize they think I'm agreeing with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm not really agreeing with you. It's just my head nods a lot. Yeah. I'm surprised he's like doing so well because he's had Parkinson's yeah, since he was 29. He's 56 now. Is he really? Right. Well, Usually when you've got that kind of money, I'm sure you can keep yeah. finding ways yeah, to get true. the best treatments. It's kind of related to uh, uh, Parkinson's. Or not Parkinson's uh, to, um, oh, what do you call it? I can't remember now. Yeah, no, or Jakob Kreutzfeldt, one of those sort of things, yeah. the head thing. One of those deals. We shall be right back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the ultimate weight loss program powered by Nutrimos is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They help me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 763-333-7337. Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. Are there any Christmas songs that piss you off? Christmas songs? See that Jingle Bells by Barbara Streisand. Oh, 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 oh. I've never heard a song make me want to hurt somebody so bad as that song. Jingle, isn't that like unanimously decided as one of the worst Christmas songs ever by everyone? The other one I'm not thrilled with is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I lived in the heyday of that, and I just, oh, God. And Malene and I agree. Mama's Shoes, or what's the Christmas name of Christmas Shoes? Shoes. Christmas Shoes. That is shoes. the worst yeah. song. Oh, you want to kill yourself. My yeah. mama might not be alive when I bring these shoes home to her. Oh, God. <laughs> what would it sound like if Johnny Cash covered it? <laughs> 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 My mama wouldn't. My mama. Let me tell you, it's mama. I love when Patton Oswalt rips that song. Yeah. Well, does he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember I played that clip for you when he breaks down the song? Yeah. And he... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Never That's mind. Barbara Streisand's Christmas album is one of the best-selling Christmas albums of all time. Yes, but that song. <laughs> well, I think hers and Neil oh, Diamond, two, sing, two Jews, who, no, who did Christmas albums. They have like two of the highest uh, selling, and it might even be Barry Manilow is like one of the top ten as well. Oh, I think that's probably Kenny true. Kenny G too. Yeah, they're like uh, all all Jewish uh, faith, and they're they're in the top ten of Christmas albums of all time. Can I ask you a question? 
Who cares that you can play a clarinet? <laughs> I mean, Kenny G. I thought he played the sax. He, he, played, he played the soprano sax. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Soprano sax. So, yeah, that's not what split hairs. Who cares? cares? I know. Yeah, but it was beautiful for the time. Was Look, Yanni oh. made a career on that stuff. Yanni used to be one of my neighbors, actually. Oh, He's really? about... As tall as this pop bottle right here. It's a mini dicker. He's like a mini dicker. Oh, he's a little tiny guy. Yanni. And nice uh, wasn't he married to Linda Evans for a while? I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Not that it matters, and I don't know why I felt the need to bring that up. But uh, no, we had we had quite the uh Don't ask me my break. kids' birthdays. I can't remember that. That's one thing about, about spending time in Florida is uh-huh. when you live in one of those gated communities, you will have very famous people living as your next-door neighbors. It's weird. We had uh, Susan Lucci was one of our Oh, neighbors. really? But she, I saw her one time. And then we had, you know, uh, Janine Pirro, Judge Janine? Yeah. Well, you, she's on Fox News I don't watch now. those court she shows. Was on, yeah. Yeah, and she was, had a court show. They make my heart sad. I understand. But we actually got to watch him <laughs> haul her husband out of her house and take him off to prison. Hmm. Ooh, really? <laughs> Fancy. How'd that wow. go for you? Were you yeah. out drinking coffee in your robe watching it happen? <laughs> Were you Tony, Tony soprano and get down to the sidewalk to get the paper? I still miss that show. I, oh, yeah. Except for the last episode was horrendous. But that show was No, the last so episode was great until the last two minutes. Uh, until the last right. two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Tim and I minutes. remember watching it together. We both just looked at it and I go, what the f- just happened? <laughs> yeah. I know. And Tim's wearing a Godfather shirt today, i got to tell you. It's still, there. nothing will ever beat that as the best movie ever made. I don't think it can be beaten. Which one do you think is better, one or two? They're totally different. They but are. One, but one, because I, I adore Marlon Brando. That last scene, and people don't even realize this stuff because they don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. The last scene with Marlon Brando, where he cuts up the orange, and it was his idea, it was not in the script. Nobody told him to do it. He just cut up an orange, and they didn't know. Well, he's like, what is he doing? Why is he cutting that orange up? And he put it in his mouth, and there were, like, jagged teeth that he yeah. made out of the orange. And he starts chasing his little grandson around the, the uh, what is it, like, tomato plants. and Yeah, there was some sort of, yeah, yeah, field kind of, of plants. food. The reason he did that was so uh, he knew he was dying very soon. He didn't know he was going to drop dead that day, but he knew he was going to die soon. So he wanted his grandson to know what a monster he was in real life. Nobody uh, knows that story. Is that uh, phenomenal? That is. Marlon Brando was the greatest actor ever. Well, he also, you know, keeping busy with his hands, he's one of the first actors that did that. Yep. Because he thought it was crazy that you'd stand there with your hands by your side yeah. or, or tented. Yeah. So he would, he, and when he would scratch, he would never, like, scratch his, he'd always reach across and do yeah. a weird, because it was more yep. realistic. And you're like, wow, you don't even realize the nuances the guy had. He was unbelievable. You know what's fascinating to me? I was watching this documentary on um, Burt Reynolds. I couldn't find my remote. And. And uh, I was <laughs> watching the documentary. I didn't realize that they kind of brought him up because he looked so much like a young Brando. And if you look, go look on this and look at the comparative pictures of young Brando and young uh, uh, Burt Reynolds, it's uncanny how much yeah, they look alike. I see, yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. And that, that was what kind of broke him is because he had that look of a young yeah, Marlon did. Brando. And he kind of had his swagger, too. Yeah. Burt had his own swagger. Was there anything so. better in the 70s than a Burt Reynolds movie? No, I like Burt Reynolds. Right, you had the Smokey and the Bandits, you had the Cannonball Runs, and you just forgave how horrible the movies really were because he had so much fun doing them. What you can act like a man! Look at you! This how you turn around a Hollywood Pinocchio that cries like a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Do people still to this day know what he just said? Is that when he's yelling at... Uh, well, of course I know because we've... Yeah. Talked about it a few times. Musician, right? What's his name? Uh, um, it was Al Martino in real life, but it was Johnny 
Fontaine. Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine. Well, I thought it was supposed to be based on Sinatra. Sinatra. It was supposed right. to be. But it was Al Martino that played the role, and he played Johnny Fontaine. I got a great uh, Al Martino story for you, if you want to hear it. It's a true yes. story. Sure. 1977, I go to work for Capitol Records, right? So it's just about five, six years after, after The Godfather. And Al Martino released a single on Capitol Records. And he calls me one day, because I, I do the Midwest region for Capitol Records. I go all over the 10-state area, you know, go to Chicago, St. Louis, a lot of bigger markets, than right? So he calls me and goes, hey, Tom, uh, Al Martino. I say, hey, Al, how you doing? How's everything going? Ah, great. I just wanted to get out in front of a problem. Uh, it's not really a problem, but it, uh, it, it looks bad, and I wanted to let you know there's nothing behind it. It's a lie. Uh, I was arrested for shoplifting. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, I got arrested for shoplifting a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, they're going to charge me with shoplifting. And I just wanted to, as I said, get out in front of it and let all the guys know that I didn't do it. I'm innocent. And uh, I just don't want it to affect my new single sales or anything like that. So I just, I hope you understand it's not true. And uh, we'll get past it. I said, what'd you steal? And he goes, socks and underwear. <laughs> He didn't even try to deny it. (laughs) It's not true. I just want to get in front of it. What'd you steal? Which one's which? Yeah, look at that. It's pretty uncanny, right? I mean, they had a a very similar look. That is amazing. And I think Bert might have worked it. Well, I think, yeah. But I've even seen pictures where they're even more identical looking. No, it's true. It's true. I, uh, I like them both, to tell you the truth. How about Deliverance? Oh, God, Deliverance. Man, that movie was powerful, huh? I've never just, seen it. You've never, never seen, seen it? Oh, I just heard about it. I go, ah, right, oh. that's how I felt for a long time. And then my dad said, sit down and shut up. And I started watching it with him one day. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a great movie. It's so, it's actually, it was, it was kind of the Rambo and Die Hard of its time feel to it <laughs> with some really twisted turns. But it's, you're like, wow, this is just an, a beautifully shot and yep. great character movie. It was, it was really well done. Yeah. KQ Morning Show right after... God, what movie was out? It wasn't Deliverance. It was later. Ned Beatty shows up in studio. Oh, at Super, was it after Super, when Superman came out and he was promoting that? Yeah. So was that in 86? Mm, probably like the, yeah, one of the last ones he did, yeah. 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 So Ned Beatty's in studio and nice guy, really great guy. And I just out of nowhere, I said to him, did that hurt? And he goes, did what hurt? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> At first he goes, did what hurt? Uh, think about it. That squeal like a pig. Squeal like a pig. That, you got a, you that got a real pretty mouth. You got a real pretty mouth, wow. ain't he? What a scene that was. Yeah. That was a hell that of a That whole movie. thing was just one. That was like the most one of the most disturbing movies. It but was. it was so entertaining to watch. You just couldn't. It was like a, a slow car wreck. You're just like, what am I watching? No, it was. Absolutely. A hell of a movie. We don't make movies like that anymore because they all got to be political now. Everything has to be political. I don't know why that is, but it's all got to make some great statement about uh, the future of humankind. Well, here, if you want to yeah. dumb down and have a little fun, have you ever you watch this, Ralph. Trust me, you're going to enjoy it. It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I heard that's good. Have you seen it? No. It, it takes all of the... Have you seen this one, Tim? We've no. talked about it on the show. It's... it's um, a comedic take on all of the horror, like the wrong right, way, right, or right. you know, the the backwards hillbilly 
um, kind of yeah. horror movies. Yes. Is that the is that the one where a bunch of teenagers like yes. were found in wood chippers or something? Well, yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but watch it. It's well but worth it because it's funny as hell. <laughs> well, I did not that's confirm not like nor the, deny. That's not the reveal. Well, that's, that's how it starts. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, the comedian, the person that used to write for uh, The Simpsons, Dana Gould. Dana Gould. Dana Gould. Isn't that his movie? His is show. It? It might have been. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. Is it really? I, I, we talked about that. Yeah, where there's a lot of gore. Let's blow it up. Let's blow and it it's, up. It's just a funny movie. Um, yeah, it's a movie or but series? It's, no, it's a movie. They okay. might, I don't know if they turned no, it into a series. Stan, Ver, Stan versus Evil. Stan oh, versus Evil. Right, and that's got uh, yeah, Stan that's Stan and Gould. Budget of $5 million, box office 4.7. So that's unfortunate. Right, for the movie, but it's on Netflix. It you is can on watch Netflix it, now. And you'll enjoy it. It's just, it's such a, it's one of those movies that came in under the radar. And I had so many listeners go, you got to watch this movie. Right. It is just so much dumb fun. So it's, it's Tucker like, and it, Dale do what? It's like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Versus Evil. There we go. Right. That's interesting. Foreign and, gross is $4.5 million. Domestic is 200000 Yeah. Really? Well, I don't think it's it even opened. pretty big foreign. Yeah, it might have opened up in like a theater. In, in, 30. Uh, 30 theaters. Really, 30, 30 that's theaters. not much. But yeah, it, it, it only grows. Well, I mean, 52000 so that's pretty average, 1500 ish per theater. Oh, no, no, not anymore. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, oh, movies now? That's more than um, Leave It to Beaver or whatever made. What the- I, Tanya opened up at four theaters and grows 61000 per theater. Wow. Well, that That's per- pretty good, man. Yeah, but you- is that on the strength of um, the actress playing Tanya? Ah, uh, yeah. That's um, on the strength of if you release that many theaters, you're going to get a huge per theater because that's you the only place to get a huge per theater. That's Let's true. see. What Sunday is her name? Megan. Uh, she's Megan Harley some... Quinn in the Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Margo Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, that's there right. you go. That's Margo. exactly what it is. Yeah. Margot Robbie. Yeah, here we go. Th- per theater average um, for Coco is only $1,600. Is it really? Yeah, that movie is a stiff. No. Oh, oh yeah, it is. It's blowing up, I thought. I no, thought, it's well, huge. No, it's $185 million. What? It made an 185 million. Yeah, but it's an animated feature. How much did it cost to create? It, it, it costs literally like a quarter of a billion dollars with promotion what? and, and oh, animation's expensive. Oh, <laughs> that Pixar stuff is it? Pixar? Yeah, it is. Pixar costs yeah. a fortune to make. Well, that's that. That was its domestic gross, though. Total yeah, gross is 400 million dollars, which is oh, pretty so they good. have made money then. They're, so they've made a yeah. lot of money then. Yeah, um, yeah. Thor Ragnarok, 500 dollars. Uh, theater average and that's it's gross it. to date is 300 million domestic that's just domestic too yeah yeah so yeah it's just <laughs> it's if you done rather well yeah per theater you're not but no one goes to the theaters anymore so they just have to that's release it in more and more theaters to make up for the fact that the per theater is going down i would hire professionals because people will come back to the theater if you get a guy to talk back to the screen because if without somebody talking <laughs> back to the screen it's not as enjoyable i saw rambo downtown oh. la in there you an all-black theater. I've Love never it. had more fun in my life it's watching true. a movie. It's a ball. They would stand up and yell at the screen, sit yep. down, and it was like groundhogs popping up throughout the entire movie, responding and reacting to this movie. I laughed as much as I winced at the violence in the movie, but it, it was truly one of the best experiences I've ever had, watching an African-American audience react to Rambo. Cassie has a bad Christmas song. Uh, Stevie Nicks. Um, oh, yeah. Stevie Nicks has a bad Christmas was song. Was it Silent yes. Night? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She sounds like Catherine Hepburn singing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Can you pull it up, Melina? Oh, it's man. horrible. I got it. it. Oh, she, it's not even warbly. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, people say that she sounds like a goat in it. Yeah, she does. People, <laughs> including... 
Cassie. Uh, here we go. Here's the official live video. I think this is the version where this looks pretty old. So yeah. Mixed with the weird, like she's soprano. right up there. With, she's right up there with Axel Merman for me. Yeah, there you go. Axel Rose, man, Axel he sounds Rose. like Ethel, he's channeling I Ethel can't Merman. Stand his singing voice. I People cannot, love it. I know they love it. Although now I cannot hear "Knocking on Heaven's Door" or "Live oh, and Let Die" any so other much. way than his. Oh, Whenever I, I hear it, all stand. I hear is a "Knock, knock, knocking knock on Heaven's Door." door. Ah, I, I. Oh God, oh, it's I hate brutal. his voice. Some people think he's just the greatest singer in the world. Yeah, well. Hey, you know, good for you. Whether you like it, you like it. People like Dylan's voice, too. And well, it's like, I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Big Mouth McGee from Aerosmith. Yeah. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Steven Tyler. <laughs> yeah, Steven Tyler. Big Mouth McGee. Yeah, like, that sounds like a great from band. <laughs> Very famous Big Mouth McGee. <laughs> his voice is really weird, but it got, it it was, it got big because it's unique. People it listen for unique. Right. Well, it's like, listen to how Christopher Walken talks. He sounds like an idiot. But it's so unique. What are you talking yeah. about? It's so unique that people remember it. So they're like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I guess I like him now. Well, thanks for being here today, Tim. Great to see you. Thank you. Dave, good to go. Ralphie, good to Ralphie boy. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show. <laughs>